Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome in. Welcome back. Hour three of our five-hour suckathon. We'll take you up till noon. Sitting in for Molly and Haw and Bernstein and Rahimi. It's Saturday suckage on Monday, so it's holiday suckage. Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. And on Friday, Mark Grody sat in for Mike Mulligan. He worked with David Haw, and they got around to talking about country music. David, um, we'll see if he's, a, uh, if he's a Johnny Cash come lately, but <clears throat> it reminded me of this event in my life, this episode, this story I would come to write, Mark. Country music, I found out, is never about the music, it's about the words. And they don't call them words, uh, lyrics, because they're words. Lyrics are what, like, Sinatra sang. Words are what country music says, because the words are the philosophy, the feelings, and back in, in the early 80s, I was working in Simi Valley. Simi Valley was, uh, at one time, it was the incest capital of the United States. Congratulations to you. And uh, it was near Thousand Oaks. And Thousand Oaks was the home of the Dallas Cowboys training camp. And I was sent over there to cover, to just see what I could see. So there's like Tom Landry and Tony Dorsett. And it was, these are the Dallas Cowboys. What are they doing in Thousand Oaks, a sleepy little bedroom community? And I ran into a man named Doug Todd. Doug Todd was the curator of the list. The list was guys would come in to the office get Doug add this to the list and with help from Walt Garrison a famous cowboy and Tom Landry and and everybody Gil Brandt everybody around the Cowboys the list became country music song titles and lines from the songs like from the gutter to you is not up and I got a hold of the list. The list was 10 pages. It was started in 1971. This is about 1981 or so. And the list was like 10 pages. And then Urban Cowboy mm-hmm. became all the rage. Yeah. And country and line dancing became all the rage. And at your local grocery store, when, like when... Mrs. Grody sent Mr. Grody when Gene Grody sent Gary Grody to the Jewels. Sure. 
at the at the uh, checkout line there was a book called how to talk country and what that was is a collection of all the lines from the list that Doug Todd had collected on behalf of the Dallas Cowboys the Dallas Cowboys were behind this list and I went back and found I don't know why I've carried this list with me and I've carried this story with me. It was one of the most wonderful things I'd written. Because then you get to hear, feel, live the country music lifestyle, the philosophy. Like, she ain't much to see, but she looks good through the bottom of a glass. How's that for a philosophy, Mark? (laughs) My good girl treats me bad, but my bad girl treats me good. That's hilarious. Please, I mean, it's, please it's put her out of my misery. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these it's, are it's, you. You have to go back. Go back to when uh-huh. this was, you know, Hank Williams and Merle Haggard and all of the. In, You're in basically Conway saying Twitty. pre pre everything before Shania Twain. <laughs> yes, and, and Taylor Swift ain't even close to this. But this is well, yeah. Well, Taylor I, Swift just gave up on country. She is she is pure <laughs> pop. Yeah, but but you understand that country was was it was about the words, and now it's about a whole lot of other stuff. They still did the rhinestones. They still did you know they played at the rhyme. And I gotta I gotta tell you, if you ever have a chance, if you're ever in Nashville and you have a and you were in Nashville, did you get to the rhyme? Did you see anything? In, were no, they, I went to the, the um, open? I went to the the Johnny Cash Museum and uh, the Grand Ole Opry. Those were my two country <clears throat> things that I did. You know, the best thing about the Grand Ole Opry is WSM. They, there were four half-hour shows. If you don't know, you've been to four. You go. You're you're watching four half-hour radio shows, and they're putting it together on WSM on Saturday night, and. What they would do is make you see like a big deal. All right, everybody look under your chair and in the row, and somebody's going to win 10, you're going to win 10 items at the dollar store. So basically, you're going to get $10, somebody on every row. So I, is that way you just go into the dollar store and you get to pick 10 things? Yeah. Wow. That's what you want. What some a prize. Lucky, <laughs> some lucky listener is going to win 10. Yeah. And so that was, and, and the, I loved the Grand Ole Opry. I thought it was a great, a great show. Did you? Who did you see, Mark? Who did nobody, you nobody. It was. <laughs> we just went. It was closed when we went. We I was just, say, went. You just oh. went and drove through the parking lot, right? Like yeah, we just yeah. drove through. Just, just, just to say that we visited the the Grand Ole Opry. They were not open for, for programming at that point. So I, I did that. Yeah. I did the same thing when I went to Nashville. Did you also? Did you go see the, the 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 remake they have of, I think it's the Athena statue from Greece. It's no, no, what's it called? I gotta look it up again. Yeah, there's a sure. Parthenon. No. There's a Parthenon. Parthenon, Parthenon the park- that's it. That's it. Yes, there's yeah, a Parthenon. Yeah, there's a Parthenon. It's a sister city. Like, yeah, Athens and Nashville. Because you often, they're the Athens of the South. That's that's how you get that. They call Vanderbilt the Harvard of the South. I went to Vanderbilt too. That's funny. I I was there for the weekend and I I had some time by myself and I took a nice long walk and I went all the way to the Vanderbilt campus and it's it's just gorgeous. It's beautiful. Yes, it is. Yeah. It, were, nice. it looked a lot like I imagine Hogwarts would look. 
when I was walking around there, especially the freshman dorms. So, anyways, the the, the, the heart of the heart of yeah, the heart of country music and and all the words. So, the philosophy summed up by this were just is just I love these lines on this list. Like, I'll be under the table when I get over you. It took a hell of a man to take my Anne, but it didn't take him long. <laughs> I wouldn't take you to a dogfight, even if I thought you could win. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so great. And, and this was on the list. The Dallas Cowboys were, this was just a sidebar to whatever they were doing. And they were the team of the 70s and, you know, America's team. Thank God and Greyhound, you're gone. The philosophy expressed here are just are just wonderful, and there are. It's some... so perfect because I've been watching this this show on, that I just kind of happed upon it. It's great. It's one of my favorite Netflix things ever because I'm such a music fan. It's called This Is Pop on Netflix, and they they have like 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 multiple like half hour 45 minute segments on just little pieces in history and music and one of them is called when country goes pop which is basically talking about what you're all all those old school waylon jennings willie nelson lyrics and then you work your way up to some of the 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 shania twains like we, we just talked about and how everything kind of changed and, and went pop. So this really is hitting home right now with me, Steve, because there was that divide over the two. Go on. Right. Well, no, it, it's the, the that's why I was asking if the, you thought David Hall was a Johnny Cash come lately, because these were lyrics that were all written before, um, before David was able to embrace this. And and the, the philosophy expressed, that's why the words were always so great. Um, Don't tell me you're sorry. I know how sorry you are. Would you love to say that to somebody? <laughs> when the phone don't ring, you'll know it's me. Like that's a great lyric. What about what about she thinks my tractor's sexy? You, you what about that the one arm guy? That that hasn't been there. I'm ashamed to be here, but not ashamed enough to leave. <laughs> you don't have to be country to do that. This is a classic sounding line: the alcohol of fame. How can a whiskey Beautiful. six years old whip a man that's 32? And here's something that crosses all barriers. It's commode hugging time in the valley. There are some classics that I did not want to leave this segment without sharing. If you want to keep the beer real cold, put it next to my ex-wife's heart. <laughs> I gave her oh. a ring, and she gave me the finger. <laughs> I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. Ooh. That's one of the all-time great lines. One of the more you famous lines. You can still use lines. these today, kids. Yeah, right. I, you know, drop kick me Jesus through the goalposts of life, which is actually a country lyric. And there's another one about that ends. I'm going to do this as delicately as possible, so Shkokis doesn't fill his pants. But <clears throat> I can't say the full title on the air. It ends. From El Paso. And the first part sort of rhymes. It's another name for rectum that sort of rhymes with El Paso. Mm. That, pers- that person from El Paso is a country music song. And, and, those, and those words. And that's why this is what reminded you. The Dallas Cowboys were putting this stuff out. By the way, we're going to win some Super Bowls. And we're going to put out a book called How to Talk Country. It was just... It was a wonderful experience. They're doing. There's Tom well, Landry. He's going. Yeah, I, I, I came in. 
Here's another line for the list, Doug. And as you said, your influence for this segment that you're doing was David Haw, who uh-huh. was discussing his country music prowess on Friday on the Molly and Haw show. And I, I need to get this text confirmed, but I'm going to go ahead and read it anyway. Maybe Haw can confirm this for us. But it says that David was indeed a DJ at WKVI, the voice of the valley. Not only did he play both kinds of music, country and western, he, and David didn't tell me this, but he said his nickname was David Hee-Haw. <laughs> oh, we got to get him on. We got to. David gotta, Haw. Yes. Yes. Trash. Oh, we got to find get out Haw. if that, that's uh, true. Yeah. And now we have people suggesting all kinds of country music lines or country and way. We have both kinds of music, country and Western. If I had to do it all over again, I'd do it all over you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Well, take that how you'd like. Right, and country Jewish six three zero texter country Jewish. When she said when she said shalom, I knew she meant goodbye. That's really good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll find out if David Hee-Haw was if if that's that was it. But I think the fact that Dallas Cowboys were involved in something like that and they were America's team and had to talk country and I just. The lyrics and the philosophy, not lyrics, the words and the philosophy. The words, right. The words. Lyrics are what Sinatra and Barry Manlow do. Words are what country philosophers write. I thought that was wonderful. Um, and we have not heard from Jim Tomey. He's not yet coming to hurt you. So I think that's good for you, Mark. Well, what I've realized actually about Sandlot, like I, I, I might retire from ripping on it because it, it, I think it's a younger generation than me that like they were kids when they saw it. I saw this that movie as an adult. I think if you see it through the lens of a kid, you are you forever love that movie and you excuse the fact that it turned out to be too much about getting the Babe Ruth baseball back from the dog. See, I think um, you just can't. You just went into it with the wrong attitude. Like, yeah, it's a baseball movie, but you know. Most of the movie doesn't really have a it's have a lot to do with them playing the game of baseball. I mean, they spend probably 20 minutes of the movie actually doing that. But you got to also admit that movie has some of the greatest clean trash talk lines of all time. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Like you play ball like a girl and it's like the most insulting thing these kids have ever heard. Like it's amazing. <laughs> and that yeah, was I, that I, when we had the I think it was Espo, we had the director and writer, the writer and director on for that movie on some kind of anniversary of the Sandlot. And he said what he did was he had the kids stand out there. He had a clipboard list of lines and they just, they just stood there and he yelled out a line and then whatever kid was supposed to say that. And they said that, and that's how they filmed all those lines, Trash Panda. That's what he did. He's (laughs) yelling it out. And it was all from his childhood. He and his brother got together and said, okay, what what were all the mean things? What were all the childish things? You throw like a girl. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> whatever it was. Yeah. My, my favorite personal line is when he's talking trash to the other team, and he's you know the catcher, and he goes, he goes, if my dog was as ugly as you, I'd shave his butt and make him walk around backwards. Like, uh-huh. I think that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. See, we're all standing up 
for the Sandlot, except Mark. I'm not Gordon. amused. I'm not amused. Okay. No, but I might retire right. from from telling people that their favorite movie is bad. Like that's something I'm trying to work on. I think everybody should like at, as it, it goes into music too. When we talk about songs that suck and music that sucks, it really might be hurting somebody's feelings when I tell you that your band sucks or that your movie sucks. That means something to you. I mean, it's true. Sandlot's bad, but I think it's time maybe to <laughs> to retire from telling people that because it cuts right through them. Okay. All right. Fine. You're you're entitled to be wrong. I'll leave that at that. Uh, hey, Trash Panda, do we do we get the Aussie Gian audio? Yes. Then I want to bring that. This was really a touching, a wonderful moment. It was Aussie got surprised with something, and I think it was just a obviously the day, the Fourth of July, America's Independence Day, was a perfect time to bring this up and bring this back, and that's exactly what NBC Sports Chicago did. So let's bring it back. Let's hear Ozzy, let a, who is a con- regular contributor to the Mulling and Haw show during the week here, 5 to 9 a.m., uh, David Haw masquerading as David he, in the previous life, Yeehaw. David Hee-Haw. We, we have to get confirmation Yeah, that is, that. that is too too good, too good. In the, in the meantime, Mully and Hee-Haw usually have Ozzy Gian on uh, once a week here on the score, but he was on uh, White Sox pregame show, and it was perfect on America's Independence Day yesterday. Is this Saturday suckage. Yeah, hee-haw. <laughs> Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody. Holiday suckage for you. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome in, welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody. It's holiday suckage. Yes. Saturday suckage, Monday suckage. We were in for Molly and Haw, but now we're in for Bernstein and Rahimi. Did you bring all of uh, Dan's decimal points? Did you bring all those? We, we're going to need a lot of decimal points to. I'm fill not in eligible. For, I'm not eligible no? for Dan's decimal Why is that? points. No, no, because I don't use them as well or as much as Dan does. So I'm not the one who has to carry the decimal points. I would think that you might. No, I don't think. I don't think anybody on this show, you, me, or Trash Panda would be eligible to carry Danny Decimal Point. Yeah, well, we're sort of. Not me. Don't put that on me. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yesterday was the uh, 4th of July, America's Independence Day. And in the White Sox pregame show on NBC Sports Chicago, Chuck Garfine is sitting at a desk with Ozzie Guillen. He's a regular contributor to the uh, Molly and Haw show. Uh, 5 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday, here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. And it appears they they gave, they presented a piece of videotape. There was a segment Ozzy was not prepared for, as much as he seems prepared for everything and can fire right back at you, and one of the reasons to love him. Here is that moment on the 4th of July. Uh, you became an American citizen. You were born in Venezuela and what yes. this country means to you. And it was, uh, got the date right here, January of 2006. That's when you became an American citizen. How about this day? What did that mean to you that day? It's special. People, they don't know how hard that is. How many people die? How many people open the thing? How many people want to be American? It's a very honor for me to do that. Hey, you're really emotional right now. Why are you so emotional and tearing up out there? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> opportunities, man. Opportunities. Opportunity opened the door for me and being great. I've been living in this country for a long time. Give my family a great cause and open the door for them to be who they are. You didn't know that video was coming. Maybe that caught you for my advice. Maybe that was. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny, but I, I, know, I know quite that often. I'm a very tough guy, but uh, seeing that. I know how they mean to me and my family. Yes. I just, I, I was as caught off guard as Ozzy was, and I thought it was a wonderful moment. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I, I caught that as well, and it was, I'm always fascinated to see what can bring somebody to that point you know like the involuntary cry where you just cannot help it it doesn't it doesn't have to be worked up it's just this simultaneous thing mm-hmm. with with ozzy so and you know what he, he's right like i don't know what that means or what it takes or how hard it is so i thought it was kind of in a weird way just the educational to to know that that 
that he went through that, and lots of people have gone through that, and a lot of people would would like to go through that as well. So that was pretty cool. Now back to Josh Donaldson. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I want to say that it provided a bit of perspective. And I know that word gets, the whole idea of perspective gets <clears throat> overused in these moments. But like you said, we we couldn't know Ozzy's emotions because we were we take for granted we're American citizens. That's it. You get mad at America. We're allowed to. We're American citizens, and we're we take for granted citizenship because we were granted it by birth. And he wasn't. And he worked for it. He fought for it. He wanted it, and he's embraced it. And that's what it meant to him. We would have. I would have no idea what it meant to somebody else, somebody who wasn't born here, somebody who wanted it. And Ozzy showed some great, it was a, a great window into what that means. And it was a great, and you know what, it's another moment. Whenever we, when we get to the end of the Sox season, and if it ends with the them winning their last game, this will be a, a series of emotional moments. There were, we can connect the dots of, <clears throat> how about Carlos Rodon's no-hitter, right? And then you go, mm-hmm. Jake Berger getting a hit in the majors after all he went through. So you're dealing with two guys. One guy throws a no-hitter after being reduced to signing a one-year prove-it contract. And now he's an all-star, by the way, that Carlos Rodon guy. What a great story. What a, what a moment that would choke you up. And then we played Saturday, right? Jake Berger's debut. He got two hits. And the interview he did with Jason Benetti afterwards, and Jason Benetti with the, the the best interviewing skill ever, just asking the short, neutral question, letting your guest talk. Why, why didn't you quit? Why are you emotional? And he just went to talk about it, and then Ozzy talking about it. I can't imagine what's left. There are so many moments. This feels like a season of great emotional moments, not just accomplishments on the field, but what they mean off the field along the way. I don't know that I... You were with those 2016 Cubs, 2015 Cubs. Do you remember these kind of things? Could you look back on that? I don't know that there were the the come-from-behind stories. You know what I mean? Like That's what we're talking about with the White Sox, with with Carlos Rodon and, and Jake Berger, and then yeah. you, your mean Mercedes, too, for that matter, for oh, what he did at the sure. beginning of this season. Then you add in the Tony La Russa story, which, you know, they talk about coming from behind. If if he continues to go through this season unscathed, previous to the scathing that he had had, <laughs> things will be like, scathing like, entrance. Like, and this is all if they win the World Series. The yeah. Tony Larusa thing will be probably pretty emotional for Tony Larusa and the White Sox organization as well, and then he'll probably retire after this year, and then they'll they'll tell Ozzie Guillen that he's not a candidate for the job, and that's the way it'll go down. But with the the Cubs, it was more about the 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 plan being put into place, and then the march to the big leagues in 2015 with with Chris Bryant coming up, with Addison Russell coming up, with Kyle Schwarber coming up, and then all of it working 
which in the past it had. So I guess you could go to the past and say, relative to these super prospects like Kevin Ory and Gary Scott and Bobby Hill and oh, wow. Corey Patterson and Felix, stop me if you'd like, Felix PA. <laughs> like, remember that? Like, that, like relative to that, that, that's what the Cubs era was about. It was about something that used to fail miserably, like big time prospects being being told that five to a player after five to a player, like not just failing, but like flopping and just just being horrible. And then with the Cubs in 2015, hearing about and watching and having access to these players in the minors, and then it translating to the big league ball club, that was the story of the Cubs. I mean, I, I'm thinking right now, I don't know that there were come-from-behind stories like there that was. with the Cubs, like improbable ones. There, 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 there was. was. And, and, and it started the uh, World Series winning rally. Oh, you're talking about the Schwarber. Schwarber was a fast-forward version of whatever you want to, however you want to look at the Jake Berger story or the, or the Carlos Rodon story. It was surgically repaired something or other. But he was, it was with the second or third game of the season. And there he is back in time and working hard and back in time. And he starts the series winning rally. And then he's replaced by Albert Almora, who with the the, the most heads up baseball running all year by the Cubs when he tags up and gets to second. And if that had not been so tense in a game seven after a 17 minute rain delay and and you're trying to and you've blown a, a lead and and Rajai Davis hit the home run that that cost you the lead off the closer you traded for that was Kyle Schwarber would have been a tear inducing moment because there he is he's he didn't just come back he came back in the World Series and he didn't just get a hit in any game he got a hit in extra innings of Game 7. That was kind yeah. of a compressed version of that. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah, Everything I'll give you that. The, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe not the, the exact parallel, but yeah, for sure, right? Because it was unexpected. And then all of a sudden you have the ability to DH. And the, I, I, I'll never forget that, being at Wrigley, meeting at Wrigley Field, getting ready to go to Cleveland again, and there's Kyle Schwarber out on the field warming up and you know these were things that would you know would, we couldn't really report on then but it was like there the, we saw some things coming you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i i was in a privileged position to be able to see some of the thing the individual workouts and some of the things that were going on building up to that that dramatic and as you rightfully said in, improbable moment and real contribution you know what i mean it wasn't just the hit to start the rally there, there was he, he was red hot. I mean, he was hitting the ball hard, and you know, um, it was yeah, it was it was something to see for sure. It all came together, but but there are still more of of those come from behind stories. I, I think multiple with the the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, there are, and the, and there are those moments. Those are the people who who are. Not that the Cubs didn't get great performances and worthy performances and notable performances and have, was it, I can't remember if it was 2015 or 2016 when Chris Bryant hit the full house, when when he went for the full house with three homers and two doubles. He had homers over doubles. Oh, yeah, um, in the natty. Full yeah. in, in, was that in 2016 in Cincinnati? Yep, it was in Cincinnati. I yeah, I think, I think, it, that's great. Uh, now I, it's melding together. I think it was 2016 
when that and went I remember, down. That I remember w- talking to Jim Deshays about that, and I, and I said, give me your best Chris Bryant story. And he pointed that out, and I said, well, okay, that's a great moment. He goes, no, no, no. The moment happened afterwards when he didn't come out and take the curtain call that all the traveling Cub fans wanted him to take. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He wanted he wanted that he wanted that to treat it with respect. You don't do that in a he didn't think you did that in a visiting ballpark, no matter how many fans you have. They cheered, that's it. And it and that's what jumped out to former big leaguer Jim Deshays. And I thought, oh, that's really that's quite a thing. That's okay. That's a moment. And they did have those along the way, but you don't cry over you don't get teared up of a guy not coming out to take a curtain call, right? <laughs> the way you tear up of a guy throwing a no-hitter, you tear up with, when you know the full Jake Berger story. Oh, my God, he got two hits. There yeah. And I was saying, I, and again, from filling in on the Molly and Haw show with David Haw, I was telling Dave, I was like, I'm not going to believe it until I actually see Jake Berger. Because at this point, he's just this guy who has been torn and ruptured his entire career. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. And then yeah. he gets up here and has that kind of cheap. Like, I didn't like his first hit like because it was, a, it was who was it? Daz Cameron lost the baseball in the lights. I was like, ah, that's kind of a cheap way to get your first hit. And then in the ninth inning, he gets that little liner to right field. Yesterday, BTW, Jake Berger had a single and a triple in the game. And it, it's wonderful because we were talking earlier with Scott Merkin about this. Now now the Sox are going to have a baseball decision to make about Jake. It, the story is still going to stay great, but now it is about Jake Berger and not just the story of his coming back from all the ruptures. It is now about what can Jake Berger either contribute at the big league level or as a trade piece, or are you eventually going to have to put him back into your system? So the the, the story with Berger has has many different legs, and, they, and, the, and all the legs seem very good. I don't think, you know, the, the way this thing has gone for the Red Sox, the baseball decision will be made for them. It has all year. And every time you thought it was dire and bad, whether it was Eloy getting hurt and Louis Robert getting hurt, whoever got hurt. Mendic, or I mean uh, Madrigal and Abreu has had his fair share of bumps and bruises throughout the year. The baseball decisions have been made for the White Sox and what they had already done. The work they'd put in before in, in their system has played out in a dream it has been dreamlike with Gavin Sheets and Jake Berger and whoever you're, and Andrew Vaughn. Your name here, White Sox, whoever you come to believe now, whoever they bring up, well, okay, this guy is just going to, he's your mean Mercedes. I'm sorry, we need a month from you. Here it is. Now he's back in the minors. And, and they gave, he gave them that month. And it's going to take 35 to 40 players on the active roster by the time the season's done to win the pennant and a World Series, and you're seeing how how they can do it. And it's from their scouting, their drafting, their development. It's it's remarkable. But whenever a baseball decision has dictated something for them to do, they've gotten something. It's been it's produced. Somebody's come through for them. It's a, yeah, and it's and, and let's. 
let's also remember, too, that is all good. The depth has been wonderful. They have been able to replace offensive players. But it is still, in this case, it, that is all stabilized by what has been, for the most part, outstanding starting pitching, and especially in Carlos Rodon and Lance Lynn. I mean, we talked about Lucas Giolito earlier mm-hmm. about him all of a sudden not having a put-away pitch but you have to believe based on Giolito there's another one you know here's a guy that you know as the commercial says obsessively you know he was the worst player in baseball and then he became one of the best players in baseball and now he's got to figure something out again but it is the starting rotation that has owned this White Sox team this year because the offense has been inconsistent and the bullpen has not been what it was supposed to be this year but as I've been saying about the bullpen too there's still time to to get that part right you know to to get Cody Hoyer back to where he was the only guy in the bullpen that is seems to be a lost cause for this year relative to last year is Matt Foster and I I still think some of the Foster problems started in the the Oakland series last year when he walked guys back to back with the bases loaded and he has never has not recovered from that but I still think that there is a chance that your your bummers and your crochets and your Cody Hoyers who have slightly underperformed this year can get back to to where they were and Liam Hendricks has been outstanding since sort of a bumpy start to the year but I I think and and then Kopech the Kopech thing is just fascinating because they they've got to start putting him in the Cody Hoyer spots right they've got to just put him in in the eighth inning, or at least try this and, and maybe put Hoyer down a notch. Although it seems like Hoyer is in there just about every day still. I think that if Tony Russo would love to do that, but I think, I think, I think, I think it's going to be situational in a lot of ways. Not that there's a bad situation for Kopech, but I just think it, you're, you're the situation with him is what can he handle how can he handle it? I think that's what they're dealing with. So we'll take a break. When we come back, um, it starts and ends. It starts on the Bears' offensive line, defensive line. I have a question or a thought, or I want to get your thoughts on the offensive line, defensive line. Um, some items there. Can we do that, Mark? Yeah, absolutely. That? Let's talk Bears, right. baby. Yes. The Bears. Bears. He's Mark Grody. I'm Steve Rosenblum. Holiday Suckage, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Welcome in, welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Brody. Holiday suckage. It's not Saturday suckage. It's Monday suckage, but it's holiday suckage. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. We're in for, we were in for Mully and Haw. Now we're in for Bernstein and Rahimi. We're not sure who brought the decimal points for us to satisfactorily sit in for Dan Bernstein. So over the weekend, Mark Brody, Brad Biggs had written about the opt-out Stop the world, I want to get off. That's our breaking caller sounder. Trash Panda, what have you for us? All right, so this wouldn't be a true suck it show if we didn't have Toby. So Toby's here. (laughs) There we go. So I don't know what somebody's going to have to do, but, uh, you know, I haven't left the house yet. Somebody's going to have to cover for me. Hello? (laughs) Hello? Uh, Who is this? I think right. I called New- the wrong person. You generally do. I, I, 
I think I'm supposed to be somewhere. What what's going on, guys? You know what, Toby? I don't usually say this, but this better be good, man, because you're you're interrupting Bears conversations. So do you have some Bears stuff for us today, Toby? I would would never do that. No, I really, I really don't. Right now, loud. I got quite worked up about that running story. I sounded like Les trying to explain it to someone else. The running story. The um, the the uh, Olympic runner. Oh yes, Shakira Richardson. Yes, and I was. Yeah, they, she found out her mom, and then she took a puff, and now she can't. And everybody's doing less. Puff, puff, pat. That was a pretty good. Less. No, that was good. That was. No, that was Toby. Bad. That was better than mine. That was better that's, than mine. That's no. the. That's no, just that's the IOC bad. being stupid and despicable as in in its generally corrupt ways. Welcome to the IOC. Right. Right. Because it's performance enhancing, right? Have you ever tested oh, positive yeah. for Cheetos, Toby? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> what absolutely. is your go-to, by the way, Toby? Post vape? Do you have, or do you have you had to quell that as an everyday guy because then you'd be yeah. really fat? I don't know. Well, bugles are always a a good one. Nacho <laughs> bugles. Of those Man. classic. I haven't heard of bugles in no years. Where wow. does Funyuns rank on your your hmm. post post? Oh, they're somewhere in there too. Yeah, those are those are right there. So why too. why them? Just the uh, taste texture. Yeah, uh, Ruffles, the sour cream, cheddar, and onion ones. Those ones are awesome because of that combination. What about um, combos? Pepperoni pizza cracker covered mm. combos. I'm not a combos guy. Okay. Goldfish Those are a weakness a of mine anytime. Too. If I am if I have a any size bag of combos, no matter where yeah. or what state of mind I am in life, they all go down. They all go down. So yeah. I can't I have to know what I'm getting into when I buy combos that they will all be scarfed. Yeah. And cuz I'm 5 years old, I like goldfish too. <laughs> oh yeah. I see I pound those. I had yesterday without even any prompting. I went through an entire container of um, Trader Joe's caramelized onion dip. Oh, yeah. They got, they got new chips that are both salt and pepper. And then you got the onion. And all of a sudden, I looked down and go, where did it go? What happened here? It's all gone. Did you, did you ever ask Rick Camp my uh, my question? I don't know. I don't remember your question, so I don't so, remember his answer. I, I was wondering if he was aware that if you put Oreos in the freezer, you can completely remove that icing cake and make unlimited stuff cookies. Mm. I, I don't because remember it, that. It I don't remember you positing that question, and Toby. And that, that's, uh, that's a lifelong, you know, food hack. Okay. Uh, so you could just have the, the – you're just talking about eating the – it, inside it of the Oreo by itself, like a bowl of ice cream, yeah. kind of. Okay. It doesn't. It doesn't. St- it reduces the stickiness. Right. I got you. Point, the freezer part. Yeah. 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 So. I understand. I, I'm not a. You I, 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 You're well like anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Oreo. But but there's already the well, and get the double stuff right. So you get the double stuff. Well, yeah. Freeze them up and cu- and curl up with a nice bowl of Oreo stuffing on July 5th. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. There's. 
Uh, I'm, su- I'm surprised that there isn't a, a bugle's bong you could make or a bugle's oh. pipe. What it, right? There you go. Hey, I had uh, I had an idea for uh, Adam. I didn't even share this with him. With trash hmm, trash Adam? pastor. Yeah. How about how about panda bands? I see all these, you know, and now they make them for guys. Rings, these bands, and he could make ones with pandas on there, and just have a have a cottage industry, you know, Ooh, diamond great. eyes and the pandas and. Okay, we're, I like we're that trying idea. to get a gin up some business for him and, and and marrying people. We're trying to do the well, right? Trash and then he could just pastor. sell the the bands as a package deal, you know. Panda bands. Panda, what do you think? It's a great idea. I, mean, I got a whole website I'm gonna have to make now. What was My, the website? Uh, Trashpandamariesu.com or something like that. I got right. that URL. Right. Did did by the way, Trash Panda, would you marry them in a Trash Panda costume? Isn't that part of the deal? I think that would have to be up to the couple if they want to. If they want me to, hey, you know, if the price is right. Yeah. Who wouldn't want that? Uh, we should have a mass a mass marriage. You should be able to preside <laughs> over a ceremony at like, you know, guaranteed rate field. You'd be at home plate and the <laughs> All of the couples are fanned out on the on the infield and the outfield, and and we should get this mass <sighs> marriage performed by Trash Panda in a Trash Panda costume, this, and we just got to figure sounds, out how to get yeah. the, how to benefit this. So who could benefit by this? This would be terrific. I would love that. That would be a great picture, wouldn't it? Trash I don't Panda? know. That yeah. sounds a little Jim Jones-ish <laughs> to me, man. I don't know. We're not going to offer Kool-Aid. We're getting people. We're having people get married. The union of their life. Men and sure. women, men and men, women and women. All couples are welcome. And he only has to do two things besides dress in a trash panda outfit, right? There are only two requirements for. for well, I love trash that pastor. one of the requirements is for for you to be able to say the words I I do basically that's that's basically the requirement well it's not me it's the cu- the, the no, no 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 I mean each person oh they're yeah. only required to say two words you could say you could be going on for an hour and a half and then they could say okay say I do now I do <laughs> that's legal you know Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, and what's what's weird too is I didn't realize that I thought the vows were something that had to be done too. But no, no, he could just skip mm. that part entirely. I mean, they had their own written, oh, so yeah. I didn't even have to do anything yeah. for that. But that was nice. Yeah, right, you could have people say their vows: A E I O and U. You <laughs> could have this whole group. Sometimes Sometimes why? That's right. That's right, Toby. Sometimes that would be terrific. All over, echoing throughout. Guaranteed Ray Field and Gene Honda would do voice, you know, would do the public yeah, address right. as we went Frank through. Frank Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Kiss the bride. That'd be great. Yeah, Gene Honda can announce each couple as they come up. That would that would That's be right. awesome. Paul Canerco. <laughs> that would just be great. We could have this mass marriage. Brooks Boyer would love this. It would make a great picture. It would be as look, it's as family friendly as it gets. This is how you start making families, and Trash Panda's going to marry them, and it would be all be legal. I just think this has all kinds of great possibilities. So, all right. by the way, there's a little bit of uh, football news here, guys. The What's... number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, signed a four-year, thirty-six point eight million dollar contract that includes a twenty-four point oh. one million dollars in guaranteed money and Good the standard fifth-year option. So there that you is... go. 
And I think that he already has the Jaguars on probation under Urban Meyer. So I think they've already (laughs) NCAA violations. Toby, thanks for the call. We have to move along. We're going to be talking something you need to get high for. You need to wake and bake because we're going to be talking Cubs after this. So, Toby, you you have a safe holiday. And thank you for joining us on Monday Suckage. Thanks. See you, Toby. Yeah. So what? Okay. So when are we doing the Bears talk? So we got Cubs well, at ten. Can we do the Bears after that then? Yes, we can. We'll get to All that because right. then we won't let Toby hijack the session. Well, Set. I mean, luckily we have two more hours of show, so I I, oh, I think right. we'll be able to work it. Luckily in. for who? <laughs> luckily right. for who? Uh, indeed, right. indeed. Number eleven on the AFI list. Tell Gary Grody, what we got here is, is a failure. To communicate. Cool and number 12 look. on the AFI list, I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Oh, yeah. Okay. Take a break. When we come back, it. Tony Andraki of Marquee. He writes about the Cubs, much to his chagrin. We will talk to him about that next. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 